Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Rage podcast studio today getting ready to record episode number 36. We're going to talk about some guidelines related to the whole uh, restart of uh, the softball world. Before we do that, we want to talk about our sponsor, Clean It Up FP. Clean It Up FP is the communication app that we want you to use. It's going to solve all your communication challenges. It's a great way for you to communicate within the team from player to player, coach to player, across the organization. It's got all kinds of different uh, angles and, and tools, and it's definitely something you should check out. So check up FP at cleatedup.com. So Don, a lot of guidelines being published, a lot of uh, things that are being laid out for... Changes, for rules. Rules and things for teams and, and tournaments and people to be aware of, the people to be doing with the restart of softball and restart of, of sports. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, in the Everything Fast Pitch podcast a little while back. But one of the things I wanted us to talk about today is one of the most clear-cut and absolute things that they're talking about is the elimination of meeting within the course of the game. So as you say this, that means any any group-type huddle or any right. you know timeout, we got to go and, and have a conference with my pitcher and catcher, any of those kind of things are going to be curbed or taken away? It's or supposed to be eliminated. Eliminated. Yeah, so let's think about it on the typical course of playing a game when you get to the ball park you have a little team meeting no team meeting yeah so you get together and you talk about what's going on where you're gonna you know go over there and warm up get organized um, you know john you know sally you're gonna be pitching this game so you make sure you warm up with mary uh, after you do your hitting you know have your little meeting then typically as we enter the field and you know, we have some other kind of little congregation we do our little warm-up thing you know where we're hitting some ground balls hitting some fly balls bring everybody together uh, some teams will have a team prayer. Um, some teams just have a little, you know, cheer sure. section, little uh, uh, get pumped up thing. We're talking um, even coaches' meetings, right? Yep. And then we head to the plate where the umpire umpires and the coaches meet, shake hands, exchange lineup, lineup cards. Yep. They shake hands again, and we start playing. Every time the pitcher gets a strikeout, we have a little infield meeting at the a little um, rally for the next rally. one. For a lot of teams, before they go out on defense, they get together and have a little cheer. They come off the field after they get three outs. They have a little cheer to get organized before they hit. Pitcher gets in trouble, struggling a little bit. The catcher goes out to the mound. The coach comes to the mound. The entire infield comes in. We have a meeting. I'm thinking of a lot of places throughout the course of a normal game where we're getting together in a group of 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, 15, 20... 25 potential people, you know, the post-game handshake, the post-game prayer. I'm seeing a lot of interesting things here. We could have a, an overseer for each field, maybe, that they have a, a one of the air horns, and if they see a little meeting happening. I don't know how to stop what, what all the things you described are things that right. would just be natural and normal yeah. for us, right? And we're going to do it out of instinct, not out of being defiant. Yeah, one of the kids hits a home run. Well, what's the traditional... Thing we well, you got a greeter, greeter at home plate. Yeah. Everybody's patting her on the helmet, patting her on the back. You know, celebrating her accomplishment. Might have been the first one ever. Right. Here's the reason I wanted us to talk about this because here's what I think the challenge is for all of us. People have been asking me. I've had four or five people ask me as a quote unquote expert if I think you know how this is going to work, how's it going to play out, how's this going to happen as we start to get back into playing softball. And my response has been you know universal across the board. It's going to depend on us. If, if we can accept change and do some things differently, I think this is going to be smooth as silk. It's going to be different, but the kids are going to get to play softball. 
if we can't accept change, I think uh, we're going to hear of at least one story someplace in oh, the sure. next couple of weeks. I'm hearing the rebellion side too yeah. already. Where yeah. people show up on Sunday and the gates are locked and the people running the park say, well, you proved yesterday you can't follow the rules. You don't get to play today. Right. And that is going to happen because, as you said, the rebellion side of it, the, well, I'm not going to do that. If we can't yeah, play real can't softball, be, if, it can't be normal. if we can't do what we're used to doing, we're not going to play. Yeah. And now I'm just going to throw this out here. I think we should go back to playing softball. Straight up, I, I, yeah. Just, I, I have. I'm until, so far over this thing until something happens yeah, that yeah, proves I'm, I'm, that just, that's not the way. Yeah, I don't think that uh, that we had to cease living our lives. That a little common sense and a little bit of awareness could have accomplished a lot besides what what we've done. When you're sick, you stay yeah. home. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. so I think you know, washing your hands and uh, staying home when you're sick. And yeah. not coughing on people, you know, not not uh, your mouth, yeah. Yeah, you know, not not you know, sharing water bottles, you know, things like that that I thought were pretty much common sense assumptions before we heard coronavirus or COVID nineteen or any of this stuff, you know, three months ago, four months ago, is it would have probably gone a long way towards keeping our lives going forward. But I also understand that not everybody agrees with me. Sure, there are a lot of people who still believe and and firmly believe that the only reason we didn't have millions of dead people laying in the streets is because we did quarantine. Home. Whether I agree with them or not, it's not really the point. The point is that some of those people, people that have that opinion, are the decision makers deciding whether we get to play, whether we get to use their parks, whether we get to continue to play softball. And so whether we like the rules or not, you know, it's just like anything else. I mean, I'm not a big fan of driving 55 miles an hour or 65 miles an hour or 70 miles an hour when the interstate's wide open, and I think it would be perfectly safe for me to go 150. Well, that's you know, extreme. You know, but I'm, but, but if, yeah. if, if I'm driving at, at midnight yeah. and there's not another car on the interstate, that's why, all you. why, why yeah. do I drive 77 instead of 107? Say, so Tori wants the Autobahn. Yeah, because yeah. I think I can get away with 77, but I don't think I can get away with 107. When I go to the ballpark, you know, and, and our team's going to start playing here probably in two weeks, one of the things that has been clear on every single guideline that I've seen is coaches are going to have to wear masks. I don't wear a mask normally. I don't believe that I need to, but other people believe it's important. You know, just, right. just your situation and my situation are just that different. You know, you need to wear one because of your situation. I don't feel compelled to wear one because of mine. I hope so, I hope over time that that kind of either uh, gets proven to be good or bad. Or right. It's so and, sketchy right yeah. now. And I'm not right, and you're not right, and I'm not wrong, and you're not wrong. We just both are in different situations, and that's yeah. going to be true of everybody. But the one thing that's going to be absolutely true about this restart of youth sports is if we can't follow the rules, they're going to take it away from us again. Right. And it's one of those things that it's an easy opportunity for them to, you know, clamp down and say, okay, you can't follow the rules. We're going to take this away from you. Was laughing last week. You know, I saw pictures on Facebook from all these different places around the country that had these big Memorial Day beach bashes and, you know, parties and all this stuff going on. And see, yeah, no social distancing, no social distancing. It's going to get yanked. Yeah. But... It's a lot harder to tell 100,000 people that have no connection, no organization, no way to make them comply that what they did was wrong. They've got a very easy way to make us comply. If we don't follow the rules, the gates are going to get locked. Shut it down. So it's up to us as coaches, first off, to make sure that we're going to set the right tone. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's hokey or not, if the tournament says coaches have to wear masks, just wear a suck mask. it up, wear a mask. 
If they say that after your games are done, you need to leave the field promptly so the next field can come in, then get your stuff, get your stuff out of the dugout, and get to the parking lot as quick as you can. If they say no tents, no cookouts, no team congregations in the park, then don't set up a tent. Don't argue with anybody that you should be able to. The reality of it is that this is one set of circumstances where no matter what we want to think about our freedom and our right to do what we want to do, if we don't follow the rules, we're going to have uh, consequences for it. And and in the meantime, too, Tori, I think that uh, you know we'll end up with more treatments, more immunity, and these some of these guidelines and things are going to loosen up over time. Right. But but we got to get there. Yeah, and yeah. and we have to we have to show that we're going to go along with what the rules are and what the guidelines are to make it happen. So our meeting discussion is really simple, coaches. We're going to have to be conscious of this. We're going to have to tell our kids. You can't celebrate every strikeout with a meeting on the mound. You know, you can't do a high five every time somebody does something positive. You can't have a team meeting with, you know, everybody piled in, you know, to a small area and have that be easily observable by the people that are making these decisions. We've got to go along if we want to get along. Mm -hmm. And as you said, Don, I think it could be for weeks instead of months. It could be for months instead of years. Or it could be something that, you know, who knows how this is all going to play itself out. Right. Clearly things are changing, you know, daily. I was laughing, my son and I were talking uh, yesterday when Georgia first announced that they were going to relax the guidelines. I was visiting him in Gainesville. And on the Gainesville News and the Florida News outlets, you would have thought Georgia had gone crazy. They were talking about how, you know, you'll just see it. People are going to be dropping dead in the streets. This is the worst thing ever. You know, it's going to be the most horrible thing ever. Well, now, four weeks later, Florida's passed us. They're more open than we are. They're doing more things than we are. Right. So it went from the power players in Florida thinking that opening you know, any business at all was going to be the end of the world to now they've got everything opened. Sure. You know, and they're, and they're playing tournaments already, and kids are out there on the field. Now, they have some guidelines, you know, the same stuff that we're talking about now. Two weeks from now, could things be even more relaxed? I think that's possible. I think we're going to head that direction. Yeah. But, but, but in the meantime... Right. And, and But we just have to be aware of the fact that there's... If you're playing at a county park in a tournament this weekend, it doesn't matter who's sanctioning it, whether it's ASA, USA, USA, doesn't matter. Whoever the tournament director is, he had to promise that county things. commission, that park director, the whoever that person is, that person who probably has either some sort of elected person is his is his boss or he got his job because he was elected that person has been promised we're going to follow these guidelines if that person drives through the park and we've got 10 uh, tent villages set up and there's... i can't imagine that they might want to check yeah I'm, yeah if they're I'm, on the line their yeah. name's on it right so that tournament director is certainly uh, going to be held accountable they're going to sure. be held responsible but who wants to be the the person that has to walk around the park all day long telling people, put your mask on, get six feet apart. It's you not know, their rule. You know, yeah. Space yourself out at the bathroom. You know, the people who are complaining because there is no concession stand or whatever, because the concession stand couldn't figure out how to meet the guidelines that they needed to meet, whatever it is, every time we get off target and spend time fighting the system, fighting the rules, being we're mad. Two steps back. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're, we're playing softball. Oh, wait, no, we're not. Yeah. Hey, we get to be out here. And so what's our real goal? To me, it should be making sure that the kids get to play. Keep taking steps forward. And will it suck if that means that everybody in your family can't come watch the first game back? Yeah, it's going to suck. 
but that's probably part of what this is all going to be. So we already know that, you know, this uh, emphasis, and we talked about it, about the emphasis of no meetings. Coaches, we're going to have to be the first ones to, to make that happen. We're going to have to change our pattern. We're going to have to change our habits. Whether we like it or not, that's just the way it is. We're going to have to model for our team and for our parents what we need them to do if we want this thing to keep moving forward. Yeah, no, I'm excited for uh, for what it might uh, entail for us with coaching, Tori, if we're creating more relaxing processes for our pitchers or catchers or players or whoever, and we can teach and, and work through some of that stuff in practice too where they can uh, work through those moments on their own. I'm just yeah. going to close this discussion with a, an admission of guilt. I was unfortunately, and looking back at it now, one of those coaches that thought that team meeting, that team discussion, that you know, one last beating of the dead horse every <laughs> single day was somehow going to be productive, so. <laughs> was somehow going to be the thing that was going to, you know, the light was going to come be on. The These changer. players were going to get it. They were going to be better tomorrow because I bitched at them a little bit longer after the game today, or I made them, you know, stick around for another hour <laughs> after the game was done. And in hindsight, it's the dumbest thing I ever did. It's the worst coaching strategy, worst coaching technique of all the things I've ever done as a coach. The big meeting, the big rant, the, it, sometimes it made me feel better because it's like I got off my chest why I was mad. But here's what I will tell you. It never made a difference not a good or it never made a difference if any if anything it made a difference it made it worse okay it never made it better in the in hindsight now looking back i can tell you i probably had 200 of those half hour 45 minute hour long post game post tournament (laughs) recap trip recap rant (laughs) bitch sessions whatever you want to call it and every one of them ended up being negative so coaches, you don't need to have a 45-minute meeting where you can tell everybody how disappointed you are, or how frustrated you are, or how mad you are. It's not really accomplishing anything. Here's going to be the silver lining of coronavirus. <laughs> the no meetings. It's going to tell coaches that you are not allowed to have these meetings. Right. And you're going to figure out, like I did a long time after I wish I had figured it out, that having those meetings was totally counterproductive. It's stupid. It's dumb. It does not work. So there you go. Well, yeah. No, different times, too. We've kind of evolved with... No, but I was, <laughs> I was stupid for 40 years. I'm, I'm trying to pick up yeah, for no, you. No, <laughs> I, I was stupid for 40 years, and I'm... Different and, kids, different and, times. And, and even at different times when it dawned on me that, you know, that might not be working very well, I would still fall back into the same trap. That's kind of how we were taught, too, and that's what we're doing here is trying to help everybody evolve through some of that. So. Yeah, but you know that whole thing about if you keep doing the same thing and you expect different results, that's the definition of insanity? But you were winning, Tori, so yeah, but you do the things that you... But what could have happened? That's, sure. that's what I keep thinking, because you I guarantee grow. you that if yeah. I'd had taken that time that I spent ranting, thinking about what we could work on tomorrow to be better, instead of being mad about what we didn't do well today, we would have been a whole lot better off. Yeah, I'm with you. Everybody felt bad enough as it was, right? Yeah. Oh, but I made sure they felt bad. <laughs> I promise. They, they, they felt bad. There was bad. no misunderstanding? There was no misunderstanding. Well, or they knew I felt bad, and so then they could be mad at me for making them feel bad. I mean, <laughs> Just made, as bad. Yeah, I mean, no, nothing good came from it. So, so that's the silver lining, coaches. You're going to stop having meetings because the rules are going to say it, and then you're going to figure out that like a 30-second meeting saying, hey, I'll see you at practice on Tuesday. And we're going to do better. Is all you really need, and you can do that with a text message. You don't need to do that 45-minute meeting. Yeah, we can zoom it. 
We can uh, text it. We can group meet it. We can do whatever we want to do. We can uh, uh, cleat it up it. Oh, cleat it up. We can cleat it up our team meetings now. That would be sweet. Or do a little uh, coaching video. Here's the recap. Here's what we're going to do to get better. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the uh, uh, moral to the story is we're going to have some guidelines. We're going to have some things that we're going to have to change if we want to keep moving forward. But let's do those things. Yeah. Whatever it is, put your own opinions aside. As, As I said at the beginning, I totally want to go back to normal life i don't different in different states so just do it but it's going to be different and you know we know there's a lot of things going on because of corona that are changing the way life is lived now let the kids play and if our choice is i get to set up a tent and have a cookout on saturday but the tournament gets canceled on sunday yeah or they get to play saturday and sunday i think them playing saturday and sunday is a bigger a bigger win let's let the kids play all right so don anything else about uh, the guidelines for returning to play softball we're going to keep everybody updated as we hear right absolutely so that's going to wrap up episode number 36 of coach prep for coach don mckinley and our producer stan lewis is coach tory here in the cherokee batting range podcast studio saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again next week (laughs) 